I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, listeners. This is Pat the Talking Bearskin Rogue from Flame On right here on the Nerdy Show Network. If you're looking for some sweet nerdy queer in your ear, then head over to nerdyshow.com slash flame on and check us out. We cover everything from TV to movies, comics to drag queens, and so much more. For a gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, get ready to flame on. The following program is presented by The Nerdy Show Network. Geeky programming for all nerds and otaku across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination. And with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. everybody welcome to the wicked anime podcast this is episode 172 and i am your stupid awesome analyst john star and with me is the hard man with hard opinions aflm hi and our king baby duck evan konnichiwa my bastards and wenches and it seems like we have a short cast here for uh if you saw the timestamp, our short episode so uh before we get into the meat of this program there's something that we have to talk about um, because real life has been catching up with all of the cast members of Wicked Anime in one way or another. No, we just do this every year. School's back in session. <laughs> yes. And, um, uh, we are, well, the, the most exciting news is that we we're not sure about the status of Greg. He's still very much a member of Wicked Anime and he is... And our editor. Um, our editor, but he just got a new job at an actual real radio station. Yep. So right. um, he's actually achieving his dreams and uh, moving from this free thing that he does and doing a paying thing that he does. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's all part of the plan. You know, first he gets the radio gig and then he uh, takes over the radio station and then we go over there and we have our own show that we get paid for. Yeah, that I'm sure that that's what America is looking for, is, is our little show. <laughs> You'd be surprised. Yeah. I mean, have you listened to mainstream radio these days? It's kind of like the same shit all the time. You know, so we have a, a radio station here, uh, WROR, which has been running for years and years and years. And uh, they just changed up the DJs who had been doing it for like 35 years, Lauren and Wally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Wally retired years ago. But Lauren just finished now, and now one of their co-chairs is left with the show, and they brought in this new guy, and they've done stuff that isn't advertising anymore. Like, like they're not just talking strictly about advertisements. Now they're actually having actual discussions, calling people on the phones, doing all that stuff that morning radio shows used to do. So that's coming back. Good, and good. it's exciting. It's actually fun to listen to the radio again. Yeah, So absolutely. But... 
So we are still going to give you the great content. Great. Uh, you can't see the air quotes because I'm behind the radio. Um, the great content that Wicked Anime gives you just in bite-sized forms. We might give you one section of our show that we usually do per episode. We're always going to stick with news, though. So I think that the best way to do this would be to ring the news bell. It's in that drawer. Yeah. Go open that drawer. Here it comes. I promise. Hold on. Come on. There we go. News. <laughs> uh... So, what do we have first? All right, so mark your calendars for January 2020 because that is when season four of Haikyuu is coming back. You heard that right, 42 Believers Sarah. Your favorite gay volleyball players are coming back this January. It's not as gay as, uh, as All Out, though. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably the gayest sports anime I've ever seen, and there are some actually gay ones. <laughs> um... So, that's awesome. I didn't know that. Uh, it's been a super long time since we've had IQ. What What's the deal with that? Why? Why has I it think been they so I think they were trying to catch up with the manga. Oh. So, so did they beat it? No, they, uh, when they just met with it. Like Yeah, they up. met with it. So they, they had to wait until the manga caught up before they could actually animate anymore. Probably. Which is what they're going to have to end up doing with. A couple different anime series, I think. I couldn't imagine. Could you imagine if they took the Dragon Ball Z route with uh, with Haikyuu and it took, like, could you imagine that, like, uh, what's-his-name is about to spike the ball and he's up in the air for two episodes getting ready to spike the ball, but there's so many <laughs> flashbacks and stuff like that going on. That I thought you meant Dragon Ball Z route as in manga gets one script and then anime gets another script and they just write whatever the heck they want based off that script well they did do that they could do, do that, that with super yeah they did do that but then they also in the original series uh they that's why the charge-ups were so long was because they needed to wait for the thing to finish up so charging up for episodes so that they can keep writing <laughs> goku's going ah and the writers are going ah when's it gonna happen yeah, yeah there could be episodes where shoya hinata tries to get his driver's license yeah. Well, actually, I mean, that, you know what? That would actually be a good episode. That, that is actually relevant <laughs> to not yeah. Dragon Ball Z. So, except nobody drives in Japan, really. So, yeah, no, <laughs> that's just ridiculous. <laughs> that's yeah, absurd. they have horses. <laughs> that is absurd, sir. They have horse girls in subways. <laughs> cool. I'm looking forward to more Haikyuu. Okay. What's next? So, I know you guys aren't that big fans of a Zombieland saga, but I found it really cool that the governor of the saga prefecture not only uh, professed his love for Zombieland saga, because that's it's called saga because it's the saga prefecture, not saga as in an epic. Yeah. He actually went off and uh, cosplayed as the... Uh, um, manager? As the manager. Manager-san. Oh. That's amazing. I would love to see somebody run their city like Manager San does. Yeah, and I don't. And it's not that I dislike Zombieland Saga. It's just mediocre and fine. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't Tommy Nito used to run it like Manager San? Who did? Tommy Nito. <laughs> Mayor Mayor Tom Manino. Yeah. <laughs> Fix those roads. Go 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 go. <laughs> Except they never fixed the roads. Yeah. Probably plow, because plow those streets. Probably because they couldn't understand what he was saying. Saying. <laughs> mumbling the whole time. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I miss mumbles, me, you know. <laughs> I think. And I say that as I mumbled it. Ah. <laughs> mumble, I used to walk through the airport listening to him saying, yeah. welcome, welcome to Boston. <laughs> Good times. Good times indeed. But yeah, it's cool. Seeing the governor of Saga professing his love for this anime and actually going so far as to cosplay as manager son. I think that's a great thing. I think that shows some great dedication for your city and for the craft that keeps it alive. Yeah. Well, a lot of the things that you see in Zombieland Saga are actually legit real things. Like, you know, the uh, the chicken restaurant. Yeah. That's an actual real chicken restaurant that's in the Saga uh, prefecture. They, they've done that for things like uh, Lucky Star, right? Like Lucky Star and, and then... Yes. Lo- and Love Live. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, that's the thing about anime is that you get the location otaku. Who, the no. people who watch anime and then find all the locations that happen in the anime. And, and so they, they go there. And they flock there and yeah. worship it. Yeah. Right. Kind of like what happened last year with Late Bat Camp. Like, all of Yutaku flocked to all the sites that Nadeshko and Rin uh, camped at. It's a brilliant economic, like, campaign. And I think that America yes. could take a hint from that. Yeah, absolutely. I don't, I don't think it would work. <laughs> it, w- it wouldn't work in America. It definitely would work in Japan, but I don't think that would work in America. I mean, you could try. <laughs> you could try. I mean, Spider Man sat on top of the the Eiffel Tower, Eiffel Tower, uh, <laughs> Empire, Empire State. State Building, and nobody's like, Spider Man was on top of that building. I'm gonna go too. Yeah, like. <laughs> Because they're already going. That's the problem. Yeah, they need exactly. to take. They need to shoot in places where people haven't been to. Like prom. that's the key. Mm-hmm. I would see Spider-Man saving people in South Dakota. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, which one of you watched the Rising of the uh, Shield Hero? We both did, but not to completion. I have, I have like six episodes left still. I probably have more. Okay, so apparently there's going to be a new spinoff manga of The Rising of the Shield Hero, but it's going to be cooking-based. What? Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Did we not go into the show far enough to understand why they're doing that? Or, it because nobody cooked in the show, as far as I know. Well, maybe that's why. <laughs> I mean, it could just take place in the world. It doesn't have to be about the characters. Yeah. Well, I, it, that's true, but I mean, then what's the point of connecting it to Shield Hero? It's like some guy in a kitchen, I hate the Shield Hero, just chopping <laughs> onions. I hate him! Unless, I mean, it it could just be a universe thing. It's like, this is the same universe, and it doesn't really matter that it's Shield Hero. It just It's the same universe, the same world, so that you can get raccoon girls, and everybody loves it. Yeah, that's true. So, and that's why Wasn't I love that it. restaurant in another world? Uh, yes. And that show wasn't great either. I mean, not It was either. okay. It was okay. Yeah, because Shield Hero's awesome. Shield Hero's awesome. So, I shouldn't have said either. I spoke too soon. Yeah. And maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just pre- presuming that this one's not going to be good. So I said this one and that other one. I mean, let's be honest. Isekais aren't good unless they are. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's a no truer statement has ever been said. No, not not since I saw that sign pointing downwards at an old gas station pump, but there was no gas station pumps anymore, and it just said 24-hour air. And I said, yes, that is the most politically correct, never-lying sign I will ever see in my entire life. 24-hour air? Yeah, because there was, there was an air, a tire air pump there 
and and it wasn't there anymore because the gas station was gone, but the sign was still there. So it was just mm-hmm. an arrow pointing, and it said twenty four hour air. It's like you're right. It's everywhere. Yeah, it is everywhere. That is one hundred percent correct. You're making me yeah. aware of breathing. Don't stop breathing or you'll die. Yeah. It's there now. I mean, we gotta wait and see if they can take out that fire at the Amazon. Then <laughs> unless we're fucked. Oh, that's propaganda. We, we shouldn't talk about that. <laughs> Cut that out, Greg. <laughs> Cut out the propaganda. <laughs> All right, I think it's time we go back into some Uncanny Valley, guys. Ooh. So I'm going to send this your way, too, so you can actually look at this picture. So one of the longest-running anime right now is a short series called Saze-san. And right now there is an exhibit that's showcasing what it would look like if the characters of Saze-san existed in the real world. And it is fucking scary. (laughs) Okay, let me open it. Oh, my. I mean, like, their rendering is gorgeous. The rendering is gorgeous, but, like, oh. if you saw the, these people walking around in public... It's like, basically terraformers. Like, <laughs> it's, it's what the cockroaches look like in terraformers. <laughs> yeah, that's, right. that's what it is. Oh my gosh, look how long that guy's just, like, string mustaches. It's creepy. It's all very, very creepy. <laughs> cool. Yeah, very cool. Uh, I, I What... What are they, so are they wax figures? It's like a wax museum? Yeah, it's like a special wax museum that they're showcasing. See, it's really interesting because I, I went to a wax museum when I was in California. And uh, you don't strike the Uncanny Valley. Like, it's so close that you'd never strike the Uncanny Valley uh, mm-hmm. while doing this. But uh, it's amazing that that they're doing that they're doing this they should make one of handsome squidward next oh. <laughs> well and then they 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 also had the wax figure of squidward remember because patrick sat on it and it was like <laughs> yeah. squidward's dead we killed squidward and they just ghost yeah. <laughs> uh, i don't know if either of you have ever been to the hollywood wax museum in niagara falls canada like i still have kind of like sort of nightmares of some of the wax figures they have I I totally forgot about this until I saw someone on the Hinge dating app take a picture with it. But they have this uncanny valley of The Simpsons there. And it is creepy. Like, Lisa Simpson is one of the creepiest wax figures I have ever seen because of the way her hair is, like, all spiked and everything. Yeah, those characters were never, ever meant to be in 3D. Yeah. Um, Which, like, that horror movie, House of Wax... That Pamela Anderson was in? No, no it was uh, uh, Paris Hilton. Hilton. Paris Hilton was in. <laughs> well, don't forget about the actual good one with Vincent Price. Yep. That one came out way before. Way, you know, way, way before. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. You know, it's funny speaking of Squidward, because we went to Boston Comic Con, or Fan Expo. Oh, yeah, that's and, right. And, yeah. and Squidward was there. Uh, and... Yep. So we went to this Roger event. Bumpus. Yeah, yeah, Roger Bumpus was there and uh, it was awesome. We went to this uh epic reading of uh Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory and they had all of the voice actors up on stage doing it and there was a part where uh Roger Bumpus sung I got a golden ticket as Grandpa Joe as Squidward. Yep. And it was it was just really funny. Let's see. <laughs> It's tomorrow. Like <laughs> the way that he was reading as Squidward was amazing. It, you can find it online. Yeah, and oh I, can you find it online? Yeah, Cause... because um, Twisted Tunes was the thing that ran it. Yeah. And they have a YouTube channel, I think, where they record them all. And Do they, they record all there. of them? I think so. If you, if you can find it, Twisted Tunes 
Fan Expo Boston. Yeah, because I forget his name, but Fred, Fred, Fred something. His his first name is Fred. Yeah, but Ted Korsh. I don't know. He he did um, Yosemite Sam and Daffy Duck. No, he did Donald Duck because he did a uh, duet with Ray Charles and Donald Duck singing The Candyman. Yeah, in the opening scene, it was amazing. And his his Incredible Hulk was so funny. His, <laughs> oh, yeah. The two best voices he did was Incredible Hulk and. Oh. Well, he did Sylvester Stallone. Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. That was, yeah. Good time. Wait, so you're, so you're telling me uh, Lou Ferrigno was not at this fan expo that he couldn't do the Incredible Hulk voice? No, Lou Ferrigno was not at a Comic-Con. Can you <gasps> believe it? I know. What? How is he making money? <laughs> I know. Stealing all that money from people. <laughs> Tricking all those people to give him money. <laughs> Although we saw Zachary Levi there, too. And he was he was nice. Really? Yeah, I'm I'm surprised he was at something like this. He he ha! Well, let me tell you what. John Travolta had a booth there and it was the ti- one of the tiny ones right next to it was just like here's the Boy Meets World cast. Here's Squidward, John Travolta. Yeah. He's like a D-lister now. <laughs> like nobody cares. <laughs> he needs to work with Tarantino again to Yeah. Cuz that's what he did last time. Cuz like when he worked with Tarantino on Pulp Fiction, Boom, he became a Nestless again. He's got to work with Tarantino to boost it up again. Man, that was a long time ago. Well, that, that's what Tarantino 25 years ago that movie came out. Holy crap. <laughs> well, that's what Tarantino's good at, is digging up the old washed-up actors and then giving them a career again. Yep. So. Yeah. Do um, it again. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, way off topic now. Wax Museum, next. Next. So in gaming news, so as people know in the video game Death Stranding, there are parts of the game where when you play as Norman Reedus, you have to roam around areas uh, completely naked. However, much to the dismay of everyone who's been looking and looking forward to this video game, Hideo Kojima has said that no, you do not see Norman Reedus' penis in this game. And, he, and they, believe me, they've been looking really hard. <laughs> They they have because there's apparently there there's a healing aspect of the game where you actually go and like pee on a tree or something and that kind of heals you back to normal, huh. and people were trying to turn the camera to see if you know they'll see it but every time the the camera turns Norman Reedus is like no s- stop following me no you're not gonna see this no no huh that. This game just keeps getting weirder and weirder. Like, I... It's so weird at this point, and it's so mysterious that I don't want it. And I think that's the exact opposite of what they're trying to market, that it's so weird that everybody does want it. It doesn't I, seem like my kind of gameplay to begin with, but... I don't know. I'd be... Inter- I'm... I mean, if I'm waiting for a video game, I'm more waiting for Cyberpunk than Death Stranding. Yeah. No, agreed. And, and Doom Eternal... <laughs> Right. Yes. So Doom, Doom comes out first, and then we have to wait. Have to wait all the way till April till Cyberpunk comes out. Because I'm also in this period of my life where I can only buy games that are like, oh, I could play this for five minutes and then turn it off and then put it down. Like it, it I can. My entire gaming session would just be walking somewhere in Death Stranding, and like, like I just recently bought um, the new Double Fine game, Rad, mm-hmm. which is an uh, a roguelike game where it's the post post apocalypse and you're a teenager going out into the wasteland and fighting monsters and you get uh and you get toxic waste on you and you mutate and your limbs become weapons as you mutate it's really fun 
Um, but I could play that game for five minutes, die, and then stop playing it. For Death Stranding, I would die in like an hour of gameplay and then have to replay that entire hour over again, I bet. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I, finally, I finally started picking up Shantae 5 again. So, I mean, Shantae 5. Shantae 5 is what's coming out. Shantae, yeah. Half Genie Hero. Uh, because I, I finally was just like, oh, you know what? I have a PS4 controller. I've been looking for a gaming controller for my computer this whole time. And yeah. I was just like, wait a second, mm-hmm. I have a PS4 controller. I just jammed it in my computer and... And it works. Yeah, and... So it, nice. Well, Steam. Uh, Steam has the PS4 or the controller set up. So for, I, I mean, like... You're welcome, Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> I, I played it for at least two hours or so last night. Yeah. That and Vector Man. Vector Man 1 and 2, I played that. Cool. Cool. I mean, so, like, that's what we need a sequel of a third one. Yeah, we, third yeah. vector. Well, they were supposed to. Did you know this? They were supposed to come out with a third ve- vector for like Man. PS2. Yeah, there was a Vector Man three coming. It out. got canned so hard. You can find like one or two screenshots of the game. It looks terrible. Yeah, awful. Mm-hmm. Like so, but we still want it. We still want it though. Vector, was... Vector Man. <laughs> vector Man is one of the greatest heroes of the nineties yep. ever. If you don't know who Vector Man is, then you're young. You're too young. Vector Man and Chex Man from Chex Quest. Those are the two (laughs) greatest heroes of all time in gaming of the 90s. What about Pepsi Man? Pepsi Man! Yeah. So I was playing playing Vector Man, then I went over to Shantae. I was like, sweet. It's controller compatible. Now I gotta get the controller to work outside of Steam. Because I was trying to get it to work for Earthworm Jim. But it wouldn't work for Earthworm Jim. They're like, no, you gotta play Earthworm Jim with a keyboard. And then I was like, ah, crap. Yeah. And then I then I went to Shantae. I was like, oh, Shantae controller. It's way easier, way way easier because the game is freaking hard anyway. So. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, uh, Evan, I'm at the part in the desert one where I'm being chased by the giant monster that eats the realm vertically. Yeah. That I I I had to at least have played that twenty times. I would have kept playing it, but my thumb was about to fall off. <laughs> And I played it so many times. Yeah, it, you have to like memorize like every part it's of that so to get up there. It it is a tough. It is like the toughest level in Half Genie Hero, oh, but yeah. I love it so much. Yeah, it's so good. It's like that uh, that Super Meat Boy level. Remember, there's there's one where you fight like a giant Super Meat Boy, and you yeah, have yeah, to yeah. memorize the entire sequence in order to beat that boss. Yeah, uh, and uh, man. I, I love Shantae. Shantae is great. I just, I, cause I Me just the mermaid level mm-hmm. one, that game, it has great level design, you know, like Mega Man yep. did yep. where it doesn't tell you, Oh, jump on these things. You just figure it out because of the way that the game is designed. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yep. Yeah. And then, uh, and then the final boss is like this super sexy giant mermaid girl. And it's like, wow. Yeah. What great character design. Sexier than the mermaid from Cuphead? No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. But uh, my friends are actually going over to PAX West of well, by the time this episode is aired, and they're going to be demoing the new Shantae video game there. Wow. Cool. So I'm kind of jealous. But my friend said that he's going to try to get all the Shantae merch for me while there, and I will pay him handsomely for it because <laughs> Shantae merch is hard to find. For sure. Yeah. Cool. What's next for news? All right. It's time for... The Fetish of the Week! Ooh, I can't believe we still do these. Alright, let's hear it. Yes, so right now there is currently an exhibition being held on last year's most very popular anime that everybody watched. Show me your panties with a disgusted look on your face. Oh, I heard about this. I too heard about this. 
I thought you were gonna for fetish of the week. I thought you were gonna end just at exhibition. Yeah, because I mean, I, like, kept going. It's that was a weird choice of words for fetish of the week. So, <laughs> <laughs> but it's true though. Triple yeah. exhibition. <laughs> um, I actually did hear about this. The artist actually has a gallery of yeah. all of his artwork of of girls giving disgusted faces and showing their panties. It, well, it is not just gallery. There are figures. There are mouse pads. There are posters. There, there's there's everything with girls showing their panties with a look of mean disappointment. That's that's so odd. Like it it must have hit the nation really hard in some way for this guy to have a gallery. Like he's some kind of high class artist. <laughs> Can you imagine art critics walking through there and just saying like, mm, "Yes, the frills of this panty." <laughs> well, I'll let you Matt, Matt mixed with the combo of the disgusted face. I'll let you know if I see anything when I go to Japan, maybe. So. <laughs> yes. I'll probably have, have to give you a shopping list while you're out there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have that kind of money. I have I have enough money to go and then spend no money. <laughs> he might eat. Yeah. He might eat. <laughs> Fine, just find me a Senko Sun plushie or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. She's in Sega machines, right? Those those Sega Claw machines. She's like she might be. She might be. I, I wouldn't be surprised. If I can find her anywhere, she'd be in like a Sega Claw machine. Yeah. But yes. <laughs> anyways, this is just wow. I'm just I'm just looking at more of the pictures of this, and it's like the attention to detail is amazing, but at the same time, it's like. There's a reason why I couldn't finish watching this series. Oh, yeah. I watched the first two, and I was like, I get it. And then I was done. I was just like, I'm not going to watch this anymore. How stupid. How much do you think he could sell one of those prints for that's framed? Framed, by the way. Framed showing panties with a disgusted face. Like, how much would that print go for? Um, According to the uh, J-list thing, it looked like it was going for about uh, 25,000 yen. Which is about 250 bucks? Yep. Like, about... About. So, wow, like a regular art piece. I bet you somebody buys it. All. Like, <laughs> I bet you he sells out of stuff. He's definitely going to sell all the mouse pads. Oh, no, it's going to sell out. He's going to sell all the mouse pads. Yeah. But mm-hmm. he, mouse pads are easy. The mouse pads are easy, and not to he mention they're... At, I, know they're I know they're shaped like boobs and asses, but the shape of them are actually good to help prevent carpal tunnel. That's right. Yes. It's very health conscious. Definitely. It is. I learned that in prison school. <laughs> and that was Japan's fetish of the week. Yeah. Ouch. Oh. That's so Okay, so why don't we go into the West a little bit? Because I've got a little bit of a news tidbit uh, regarding uh, the movie Hellboy, which hasn't opened yet in Japan. Uh, well, over in Japan, because it's opening up next month. So who did they call up to help promote Hellboy then... The king of actually the king of hardcore anime himself, Go Nagai, to craft a Hellboy Devilman promotion. Devilmanda, cool. That's kind of awesome. Yeah, I can't wait to hear how disappointed they are in the Hellboy movie. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> dude, I liked it. <laughs> so I just sent you the picture. I would love to see a Hellboy Devilman like, like manga or even like a movie because oh. they're just perfect for each other. Yeah. It's inter- oh, so it's a team-up. They're standing side-by-side. Side. I feel like they, they would be facing each other. That's just my opinion, because... I, they're actually really not perfect for each other, because it's two different versions of Hell and Demons. 
Yeah. Then so it's kind of weird that they're together. So it's like <laughs> Western Hell versus Eastern Hell. Yeah, kind of. Kind of. Well, except the Hell from Devilman is Western Hell or Western Ideal because it's like the demons and Satan, but yeah, they're evil like they're actually legitimately evil all the demons and then you got hellboy who is a devil from hell but he's not evil because he was raised by humans so maybe it is the same i don't know yeah it's weird they're they're like one in the same devil man and hellboy where they're both devils but good guys oh and there's even a picture that uh the creator of hellboy actually drew of both of them too mike manola mike manola yeah yeah i would love to see a mike manola uh devil man devil man well there it is right there he was at uh he was at fan expo as well yes he was no he wasn't yeah he was mike minola oh i didn't see him yeah he was he was in the corner go look at the picture he was in the very corner um he didn't send it yeah he did it's in the same thing click on it um oh there it is that's exactly how i thought it would look yeah actually (laughs) Um, you can tell he's like, yeah, I don't want to do this. <laughs> uh, well, our, um, he has, uh, he, has, he has no idea who devil man is. A friend of mine who I met at, at Comic-Con while we were there, um, he was, he was telling me about one time when he met Mike Manola and he told me the story. He was like, I went up to Mike and I told him that I really love the way that you draw buildings. Like he didn't know what to say. So he said, I love the way you draw buildings. And the unexpected turn was Mike was like, really? Thank you. It's like, you spend so much time researching places to go and what kind of buildings you're going to draw and stuff like that to make a location feel authentic and accurate. And nobody sees it. Nobody pays attention to buildings. Yeah. So like just the fact that you, you next time you see a comic book artist, thank them for buildings. Just do it. Well, all this yeah. time the Todd McFarlane booth is completely empty. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I don't even think he was there all weekend. He I don't think know. he ever showed up. He showed up on Sunday. Uh, and I mean, if you want to know, I, I took a picture of, his sign out in front of his booth talking about like what you could do. Todd McFarlane signing limited to two items per person must be over 13 years. No CGCs or signature witnessing grading. No sketches. Autograph session is limited to the first come first serve basis. And then a picture of the soup Nazi says no Supreme. (laughs) And then the guy doesn't even show up until Sunday. Yeah. (laughs) His booth was just like empty. It was uh, it was four booth spaces. Yeah, four booth spaces, and he doesn't show up till Sunday. Yet the whole thing was set up the entire time, <laughs> and not a single person approached it. They didn't want to buy a Spawn figure. They didn't want to buy a comic. Nothing. And apparently, they're starting a new comic book project called, like it's for, it's a new thing for independent creators, which is kind of neat. Yeah, there's four different art, four different creators on with on the project, and yeah. Todd McFarlane's one of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's called like. It's called something. Don't pitch a book to Todd McFarlane. <laughs> it's Tokyo Pop's Rising Stars of Manga. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, that's enough trashing on Todd McFarlane. All but, right. Uh, a comic book bigwig that could take anybody down if he wanted to. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Maybe. Maybe back in the 90s. <laughs> yeah, maybe. No, he owns a lot of things now. He owns a lot of things. Basically, if if you're in the comic book industry, there's a good chance Todd McFarlane owns it. <laughs> yeah. Remember 38 Studios? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was a part of that. Yeah, he didn't care that it went out of business. Nope. Kurt Schilling did, though. <laughs> <laughs> I think Rhode Island cared more. Kurt Schilling was like, meh. Yeah. Oh, oh. 
I don't know. He was pretty upset that his game studio went down. <laughs> Sad. I know multiple people who work there. Yeah. I remember. Almost me. <laughs> Almost me too. <laughs> yeah. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. All right. Anyways, and a bear and a very big surprise. Kevin Smith has announced that he is helping to make a new He-Man animated series that's going to be picking up where the original from the 80s left off. Yes. Dang, dude. I I am aware of this, but I also heard that it's actually not going to be about He-Man. It's going to be about a different character. I hope not. I forgot. Are you sure the article? No, no, no. No, it says here it'll feature all the way to the point of the final battle between He-Man and Skeletor. Skeletor! Mm. Um, yes. Yeah. He man. Um. I feel like you should just start quoting <laughs> Clark's cartoon stuff in the Skeletor voice. <laughs> um. I don't know. As long as it. As long as it. I. So as soon as I saw that it was Kevin Smith on this project, I was like, okay, this is great because that means that we're not getting, you know. Tumblr artist making She-Ra and they have no idea what He-Man is yeah. or no references to the actual Eternia or Grayskull or, you know, this whole stupid thing that they're making over at DreamWorks. And yes, I know everybody on the Discord's like, you gotta watch he- She-Ra, but I'm not gonna watch it because I hate it. <laughs> so, um, I mean, well, they have a, a new, like, a recent toy line. We saw this from The Toys That Made Us, you know, that yeah. that Netflix documentary. Yeah. They had an entire episode on He-Man. And uh, they have this new line of He-Man figures that are, like, $100 each because they're, like, a foot tall. And they're, like, those old Conan-style, like, muscle dude things. And, oh, man. It's... Yeah, He-Man. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He-Man. <laughs> Testostator. Yeah. yeah. The and it's um, going to be the same studio powerhouse animation that does the Castlevania animated series that is making it. I, <laughs> Whoa. That's what I would have assumed. I would have assumed that that, that would be like their, their jam. That sounds pretty promising. I want to see He-Man rip some people in half. Well, I wonder if, I wonder if they're going to be able to get She-Ra into the He-Man cartoon because DreamWorks has the licenses to She-Ra. Right. Maybe though, because is it DreamWorks even? Is DreamWorks the one doing it, or is I it have some? No idea. I, I can't remember. But keep in mind that Shira is owned by Mattel, and Mattel is the one that's producing the uh, the He Man TV show. This new one, right. yes, yeah. So hopefully, yeah. 
Because Mattel has already said, you know, we don't we don't have anything to do with that other Shira one. <laughs> really? Like, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, like because well, I mean, it didn't have anything to do with He Man. Like dream. they talk about Grayskull, but all and all the and there's all those news articles out there being like fans have no idea what Grayskull is because they're coming for Shira and they have no idea that it's attached to He Man's universe because they don't hmm. they they can only reference it. They can't actually do anything about it. Right. So interesting. By the power of Grayskull. By the power of Grayskull. That was from Hot Fuzz. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I'd be interested to see what comes out of the He-Man yeah, cartoon. Too. Definitely. Me too. He-Man. Uh, then, 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 then they need to do Thundercats again. But they won't. So. That'd be a great one. It would be great. It would be super great. Did, like, Thundercats Roar just, like, die and disappear? <laughs> so, yeah, right? So what's happening to Thundercats Roar? Is this. Andrew knows. I do. I keep up with this stuff. Um, basically, because Disney Plus is having a streaming service and, you know, Netflix just has a streaming service, but it's tanking and, you know, everybody's got their streaming service that WB is also coming out with a streaming service. Wow. And so you're going to be getting things like Infinity Train and High Guardian Spice and Thundercats Roar and I think they're way, the reason why High Guardian Spice has also disappeared is because they're all waiting for this this new streaming service to drop. Mm-hmm. I, uh, you know, I was actually going back and forth with the creator of High Guardian Spice on Twitter. We were talking about, it started out as a chat about how we wanted to see either another season of Gallivant, which then went into our appreciation for Alan Menken, the guy who composed the music, and, and it, somehow it came up to, like, the people I interviewed from Anime Boss and everything. So he and I had a really good chat back and forth. I may do an interview with him, actually, when the show gets closer to launch. Okay, cool. I know you guys aren't really excited about that, but I, I would. I would make fun of him so hard. <laughs> it wouldn't even be funny. He would, he would, he would, I would, oh. <laughs> he'd be embarrassed to have interviewed me. Wow. <laughs> you see, I don't do that. I'm nice. I am not nice! (laughs) 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 Oh, Imagine if they did, like, a Space Ghost Coast to Coast type of show with Skeletor as the host. Oh, that'd be amazing. That would be so amazing. Alright, so do we want to talk about the other Into the West stuff, which is also kind of like what we're watching? Yeah, yeah, we could do, we could do that. Okay. so what do you want to do? Like, which which should we talk about first? Well, I'd like to talk about Invader Zim because that's the one I watched. Yeah. Okay. I would like to talk about Invader Zim too. Um. So first and foremost, I wanna I wanna preface this by saying that I watched the Invader Zim special before I ended up watching the Rocco special. Mm-hmm. I did not watch the Rocco special from the last episode. Yeah. Um. But I have seen it since, and I thought that Andrew's thoughts on it were too nice. Um. I yeah. I hated. The Rocco special. Mm. And um, the only reason, like, the major reason why I hated it was because this is how I define the show, uh, the Rocco special, in one sentence. It was uh, Joe Murray made a nostalgia bomb that hates people who like nostalgia bombs. He basically alienated the entire audience in, in one foul swoop. Every joke in the Rocco special was just a reference saying, hey, remember when Rocco was funny and I did this? And then 
uh, a joke to a similar level of Family Guy happens. Uh, and then Invader Zim comes out. And it's what we wanted. Yeah. Like, amazing. Yeah, it was phenomenal. Incredible was the Invader Zim special. Because Invader Zim didn't treat us like idiots. It, it, It was pretty much a continuation while also not really being a continuation. They kind of scrubbed a few things that... Because that was the problem with the... that Or not the problem, but something that I had issue with with the in, original Invader Zim show to mm-hmm. begin with was Jonan Vasquez put every episode into a box. So there was no continuity. Yep. Just because mm-hmm. something else happened in one episode does not mean that is canon for another episode, which is annoying. Yep. However... Not bad. Not, not bad. Not bad for every series, but... Because right. every episode would end with some sort of grim, dark ending. Yep. That would That's universe-changing. Like, they blew up the city. They blew up the world. They changed the, where the location of the Earth was. Zim and, ate human organs. Yeah, and and <laughs> none of that made a difference to any of the other episodes. It right. was it all reset itself at the end of the episode. So every episode is within a box. Um... And I don't really like that as my me being personal. It would be really cool if Invader Zim just kind of kept its continuity going. But you can't destroy the universe and then have continuity go. Yeah. Uh, but Into the Florpus was none of what Rocco was, where it was a bunch of references to remember when Rocco was good, remember when Invader Zim was good. It was just more Invader Zim. Yeah. Which is amazing. Not only that, but it had a really sweet message about fathers and sons... Which is so cool, because Professor Membrane was this character that was just kind of to the side the whole time. Then this guy, this was kind of the Professor Membrane the movie. Yeah, right. Which yeah. is really cool. So, I I was so happy, and it was funny. I thought I was screaming with laughter yeah. from I start to finish. Clone Membrane oh. was so funny. <laughs> it, it was. Would you like the pudding? Yeah, and. And Gaz was a much bigger character. Like, in the same way that they made... And, like, Gaz was, like, my favorite character in all of Invader Zim, so I was happy that she got more screen time in this series. Well, this one kind of gave her a personality. Yeah. And a yeah. She, she was just kind of a stereotype of a character in the original Invader Zim, which was, like, the little goth sister who likes video games. That was her whole character. Mm-hmm. In this one, she actually had a personality and character traits and a story arc which was neat. Yeah. So, and then they did the same thing with Professor Membrane, where Professor Membrane was still kind of the same character, but was given a little bit more of a fleshed out character. Mm. Yes. Speaking of Roger Bumpus, who plays Professor Membrane. Yeah. He's also Squidward. So it was, it was just really, really nice. Um, man. And, and Zim came back and there was, it was funny because this felt like it was all about Dib. Dib was the main character. Yes. Invader Zim was a supporting role who was the antagonist. Mm-hmm. He was not the main character. Was not focused on Invaders. It was not focused on Zim, even though Zim was a very prominent character in it. Like, just so perfectly balanced, and I, I don't know. It was great. I loved it. The the only thing that bothered me was the tallest because the tallest forgot who invader zim was mm-hmm. but he he hadn't talked to them that long ago from the where the series left off again the continuity thing i think it kind of did though yeah that's why dib was all fat and stuff you yeah. are more chair than human 
got I got fat and then I got I got thin and then I I, I got I got fit and then I got too fit and then I went back to being regular fit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was it was good. I highly 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 recommend. You kind of have to watch inv- like the original Invader Zim series first kind of to, to get this i assume the audience we're talking to has already seen a lot of invaders in them probably you oh yeah to see the whole thing you just need to see some there are a select few episodes on youtube you can see like four episodes on youtube that haven't been scrubbed out yet yeah i think ytv is the one who has like a good chunk of them that are on youtube yeah uh th- there's the first episode two of the middle episodes and then the episode about tack and that's perfect that's all you need to know Yep. Those are literally the four episodes that you need to see. First episode, two filler episodes in between, and tack. That's it. Yep. And then you're good to go. The tack episode's great, anyways. Yeah, the tack episode is really great. Don't you think it's kind of big for a hot dog stand? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good stuff. <laughs> Alright, what was the what was the other show that you had seen, Evan? So the other show I saw is Cannon Busters. Now Cannon Busters right. is created by LaShawn Thomas who worked on Black Dynamite, The Legend of Korra, The Boondocks, and a couple of other series. So he's got like a very, very good resume when it comes to animated shows. So about five years ago, um, so initially Cannon Buster started out as a graphic novel that he had made back in like 2005, 2006. And back about five years ago, uh, he went to Kickstarter to see if he could uh, make like a five-minute uh, pitch reel to turn Cannon Busters into an animated series. Mm. And Kickstarter went well. He made the pitch. And now it, it took a long time, but now Cannon Busters has been uh, released as, so far, a 12-episode animated series uh, animated by Satellite. And Satellite's the same people who do... Um, Log Horizon, they do Fairy Tale, Macross Frontier, uh, Girly Air Force, uh, Nambaka. They, they they have a great resume when it comes to uh, anime that they have made. And what I love about Cannon Busters is that it has this amazing sort of late 90s vibe to it. Like, when I watch it, I get the same feeling that I did when I watch, like, Trigun and Cowboy Bebop. And even something like Heat Guy J. Like, there's this there's this nostalgia vibe to Cannon Busters, but it's not, like, a nostalgia that, like, punches you in the face and be like... Like what you were saying about Rocco's Modern Life special. Yeah. It's, like, a nostalgia that feels natural. Yeah. Um, the character designs are amazing. They, they look great. Um, I mean, like, the main guy kind of looks like Spike Spiegel. Right, Philly the Kid. Yeah, and um, I like his character because he's like an immortal, and every time he dies, he comes back, but a number gets tattooed onto his body to let people know how many times he's died so far. Interesting. Yeah. Um, no, it looks great, and I'm glad it's on Netflix because that means I can just watch it whenever I, whenever I find the time. Yeah. So definitely check it out. I'm, I'm six episodes into it. It's it's very funny. It's action packed. I mean, there are a couple of areas where it's a little bit slow, but the action elements make up for that part. Hmm. Yeah. I love these character designs. I'm just looking up the images on, on Google. But yeah. Yeah, it's great. Love it. Yeah. Definitely recommend checking it out. And uh, and LaShawn's a cool guy, too. We saw him at Anime Boston one year, and he 
Don't I have his art book? Yeah, you do. I'm you, pretty you sure have, I have, have his art book. You have both of his art books. Yeah. Yeah, and he's even, uh, right now, he's working on an animated series for Crunchyroll, that Children of Eth- of Ether, that he uh, released, like, a short episode of. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. Oh, and he's also doing another anime series about uh, Yasuke, uh, who was an actual, legit African samurai, who oh. actually went from Africa to... Uh, India to Japan. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool, cool. So it's going to be a story about that. Man, that would be awesome. But, yeah, that sounds pretty good. I yeah. that. A legit Afro samurai. Yeah, yep. right? Yeah. A real, he, a real life Afro samurai. He existed. Yes, he's real. All right, y'all. It's time for us to wrap this up. I know it's too early. I'm sorry, but we got to go. Uh, <laughs> no fan service? I don't believe so. Uh, no, I don't, I don't think we have anything pressing, at least. Actually, we... I do believe, uh, there is one thing that was brought up, uh, by, uh, what's the, which one's the one where you, we talk about the podcast? The general, is it, oh yeah, fan service. Yeah, so Wicked Fan Gerardo said, listening to the podcast and hearing me talk about how he wants more OKKO, and here I am thinking, oh, this must have been recorded before the announcement of the cancellation, you poor sweet child. Yeah. That, I'm upset that they can't, that they canceled OKKO. They're ending it, they're giving it an ending, but it's too early. At least Um, it's getting an ending. It's getting an ending, not by the control of the creator. So I'm sad that it's ending, because it's such a great series. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't remember if we talked about this or not on the last episode, but we also got, uh, a, our first news Belchon. Not, not first. I know it's, it's, we've gotten art of her before, but we got a news Belchon drawing by Sage Error on the discord as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. Um, Mega Daffy wanted to, uh, echo our, our hitchhiker's guide. And he said that, uh, sadly he would, he would love his life too much as an explosion wizard in an isekai, so he does not sadly qualify for being in an isekai. So it's unfortunately it's never going to happen for him. Sorry. <laughs> that's it. All yeah, right. that's it. Great. All right, let's do some shameless plugs. Let's get on out of here. Great. Hey guys, if you want to join in on the conversation, you can email us at wickedanimereviews at gmail.com. That's wickedanimereviews, all one word, at gmail.com. You can also find us at facebook.com slash wickedanime where you can contact us, you can comment, and you can like, and you can see all the news articles that we share around, uh, as well as news updates and whatever else we like to post up on our Facebook. And, of course, you can find us at nerdyshow.com slash wickedanime where if you're not listening to that po- the podcast there, you can listen to it at iTunes or Podchasers or Podcasters or whatever, or Stitcher or Google wherever you can listen to your amazingly awesome podcasts. You can also find us at youtube.com slash wicked anime to watch some funny wicked anime videos. And you can find us on social media, mostly Twitter, where you can add us at yo wicked anime. You can find me at facebook.com slash AFLM art, where you can sign up an inquiry about commission work or you can follow up on news on stat- the status of Solarian Sun, my upcoming webcomic that is close to launch. Uh, and you can also find me on youtube.com slash stickfigurezar, 
where you can find siege gameplay and my amazingly awesome siege gameplay with with Greg. <laughs> and I missed a couple videos. Yeah, I have, I have to go. We're gonna go we're gonna go out. watch them. Yeah, because they're funny. They're funny. All right, Evan, go ahead. All right, so for the recent news, reviews, podcast episodes, and videos featuring members of the Boston Bastard Brigade, you can follow us at www.b3crew.com. If you have any questions, comments, or if you are in a band and want to be featured on the No Borders, No Race podcast show, you can write to us at thebastards at bostonbastardbrigade.com. You can follow me on Twitter and the J-Pop video games and anime amino pages and on Twitch at kingbabyduckesh. Like us on Facebook.com slash Boston Bash Brigade and on Facebook.com slash Land of Ash. And don't forget about all the other sites under the Land of Ash, including the Electric Sisterhood, Thu's Recap and Review, and Smashbook. And I am very excited to announce that this November I will be at Anime NYC. Wow. Woo. Yeah, so I may be meeting up with uh, Sloan the Female Otaku and a couple others there. Um uh, DJ Ramasan tell me from Anime Jam Session, so it's gonna be a good time. This is my first time at um, Anime NYC, and I hear it's a very, very well put together convention there. Well, that's good. Yeah, that I can't wait to hear all about that. I mean, man, a, a new con, uh, first experience there. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, nice. And then you guys can go next year with me. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> wow, immediate denial from the both of us, just like right off the bat. Shut down. <laughs> I promise I won't snore like last time. <laughs> it's all about that money. It's yeah. all about the Benjamins, baby. It's all about hey. the Pentiums, nerd. <laughs> uh, anyways, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Wicked Anime Podcast. And uh, thank you for supporting us for so long, no matter how long our episodes are. And uh, we will see you next time. Sign signing off the only way we know how. Okay, guess it's an episode called imaginary friends and he's playing like this power ranger bear that is their imaginary friend and they all play sentai games together it's just like the funny notion of jason david frank playing a bear you know <laughs> no matter how badly cartoon network just sucks <laughs> well we made it, bears i like because they legit make fun of hipsters all throughout the show <laughs> we bear bears is kind of funny sometimes mm-hmm. uh but yeah he was at uh boston Comic-Con he was yeah too uh and uh, I, I saw him on with uh, with Davi. <laughs> I, I, well, I saw him with Davi as as uh, Re- Rita Repulsa, but I also saw him post a picture with John Travolta, <laughs> which is like, wow, look at that D-list celebrity with that maybe possibly C-list celebrity to <laughs> 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 so talk about Jason David Frank being like he might be more popular now. I don't know. I think he is. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> that sucks for John Travolta. I was the bad guy in the Punisher movie. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.